And here we go with part two of my interview with Nick Harder. So there are some things in the world. There's the outside world, um, and and cannabis absolutely can affect them. So we're going to go through a few of these. The first one is music. Mm-hmm. How does it change your perception of music? Oh, man. I love music so much, you know, and... I'm I'm a terrible dancer, but I love to dance and I love to play music really loud in my car and on my bike and I'll like move my body and look like an idiot. I don't care. And weed helps me just like do that even more. I don't know. Music is awesome when I'm stoked. (laughs) It's so good. And um, yeah, I'll be more likely to sing. I'll be more likely to move my body because I just I feel like a feel it in my bones more, you know, it just like resonates more with me and whatever emotion is in the song. Like mm-hmm. I'm just picking up that emotion like three times as much when I'm stoned, you know? And that's why I love music. Cause music, I mean, talk about something that can like snap you out of it or, you know, calm you down, you know, the big one is music. Yeah. Yeah. Music soothes even the savage beast. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about, and and I think we I think a lot of us need that. I think we need that thing to allow us to open up a little bit more, yeah, um, yeah. to move and dance and just you know, open up. Yeah. Um, what about the music itself? When you listen to the music, do you listen more to the mu- actual music or the lyrics or uh, what is that like? Um, you know, I think I do notice lyrics a little bit more at times where. I wish I could think of a specific example, but oh, there there is this one song that it's called Sirens, and I thought that it was Sirens, like the sirens that call boats in from the sea, because I just wasn't really, it, it you know, it has a really nice melody, it's a beautiful song, and I wasn't paying too much attention to the lyrics, I guess, because I listened a little closer when I was stoned one time and realized that the sirens, when they're like, sirens on the way, eh, they're talking about police cars. And mm-hmm. these, these guys are like running from the police and stuff. And it was funny because all the protests were happening and stuff. And I was like, wow, this song's a lot more relevant to what's happening in my life right now than, than I thought it was. But, um, but I think it makes, helps me notice lyrics more and it helps me, um, like I'll often, with that song, I understood the actual meaning of the song for the first time. But other times I'll see like alternate meanings mm-hmm. where, yeah, yeah, it'll help me like interpret a song in a new way. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool because, and I think that's similar to the creativity thing. You're you're looking at it from another perspective that yeah. your sober brain might not have. Yeah, totally. It, it yeah, it is totally this. It's the same or similar. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what about movies and TV shows? Do those change in your brain? Do you look at them a different way when you're high? Um, I don't watch movies or TV shows not high, so it's hard to say. Yeah, it's it, you're not the first one to say that. Yeah, like I I can't I couldn't actually tell you the last time that I watched a movie or TV show not stoned because that is something that I tend to do in the evenings and most evenings I'm stoned. So so um, it's I almost I and a lot of things used to be like this for me where I was like I wouldn't eat unless I was stoned and stuff. I was like everything I had to be stoned first because like being stoned does make everything better but you know movies and tv is probably is still one of those few remaining things where like if if I'm planning on watching a tv show or movie my reflex is instantly just like oh where the reefer at you know so maybe that's how it's changed that experience for me is just that like if I am going to watch tv <laughs> I will also be smoking weed you know I yeah. don't know 
But are there any TV shows or movies that you had seen before or knew really well before sober and then you watch them high and did they change at all? Um, you know, have you ever seen the movie Waking Life? Oh boy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could go on for a long time about that movie. Okay. Sh- sure. Yeah. Uh, so that movie is like the, car- it's an animated movie. It's animated in this weird, like oil paint style, would you say? Or it's just kind of realistic. It's uh, well, it's all digital, um, yeah. but it's the the animation style is rotoscope animation. There you go. Which is something that I actually dabble in. Um, cool. But it's all in the computers. Um, yeah, we we won't go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, yes, yeah. it has a very interesting visual look to it, and it and it yeah. changes because they had a bunch of different artists. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I've I've seen that movie maybe three or four times. I've never finished it, um, and I watched it stoned, um, like most of those times except for once and I would usually fall asleep at some point mm-hmm. and there was one time when I tried to watch it sober and I don't think I made it through I made it through like the first quarter I mean of course I didn't make it through but I made it through the first quarter of the movie and it was just I don't know it was, it was too heady man I could not get into the heady space <laughs> it's a good movie it is a good movie but you were high at this this time. No, this when viewing? I'm when I was sober, it was it was too uh, too heady for me, and it was it was just like, oh man, am I really gonna sit through another hour and a half of this? I don't know. But this could also have more to do with the fact that like watching things not high is a very rare occurrence for me. Yeah, that movie is very heady anyway, um, right? And yeah. so, for those who have never seen it, first of all, you should definitely go watch it. Um, visually, it's beautiful. The music is amazing. And then the the mental concepts that they're talking about will just make you think. Think of things that you haven't really thought about. Um, and yeah, sober or high, I don't think it matters. But yeah, it, I think it is sort of hard for some people to watch it sober because it is so heady. But I think mm-hmm. you can, if you're high, you can maybe actually get into it a little bit better. Yeah, I, th- I think I would totally agree with that. Yeah, even though I didn't make it through the movie when I was high, I would always fall asleep. That had more to do with it just being late at night. And I was, it was more, yeah, I felt like it was easier to access that sort of like philosophical, heady space when I, when I was stoned. And that, mm-hmm. mo- that movie actually, um, probably because I fell asleep during it like two or three times, but it changed the way I dream. Or, or rather, mm. or rather, it gave me certain kinds of dreams because the plot of that movie is I think that the main character is in a dream, or he just like he thinks that he's in a dream, or no, excuse me. So he's in a dream, and every time he thinks he wakes up, he's in another dream again and doesn't realize it, and like goes through the same, you know, goes through a different set of circumstances, adventures, and I would I started having dreams like that where I would realize that I was dreaming. And I would try and wake up and I would wake up and I'd be in my room and I'd be like, oh, thank God I'm awake. And I'd like get up and like go brush my teeth or something. And there'd be this, you know, man sized praying mantis behind me or something. I'd be like, oh, shit. And then I'd like wake up again. And I'm like, you know, back back home at my folks house in my bed or something. Mm-hmm. I was a lot of times I would wake up in my bed. It's like my brain was purposely fooling me. Right. But anyway, I didn't it wasn't until recently actually like this last year because i haven't had one of those dreams for a while and i put it together i was like i think i started having those dreams after i started watching waking life where it's just like couldn't escape the dream man 
That's crazy. But. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what that movie is about. It's crazy that your your brain just decided to like pick that up. A lot of what that movie is about, or at least a portion of it, is about lucid dreaming, which yes. I think has gotten a lot more play and, and exposure in recent years. Um, did Is that something that you've experienced, uh, being able to control your dream while you're dreaming? Yeah, so... Yeah, and actually at the time when I was having these dreams, I was I was more into it. I used to do the little tricks to cause yourself to lose lucid dream, which got popular after the movie Inception came out. Mm-hmm. So so one that I did was I drew an A on my hand in Sharpie, and if the A wasn't there, like I would just make sure that I look at my hand periodically throughout the day, and then when you're asleep, your brain kind of just does the same things. So when I would look at my hand, if there was no A on it, then I knew I was in a dream. Um, but having like a black A on your hand is like kind of weird. So I, I, I changed to finger counting because uh, when you count your fingers in a dream, you have more than five fingers usually. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would count my fingers regularly during the day, like one, two, three, four, five. And then at night when I was dreaming, um, you know, I would try counting my fingers and be like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I'm dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but, but that's, that's for sure. Also part of why I was having those kind of like waking life dreams. Yeah. Cause I was, I was kind of practicing lucid dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, we we won't go into like dreams cause that's a whole different topic, but (laughs) something that I actually haven't asked people is how how does cannabis affect your sleep? Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of sad because I definitely dream less when I smoke. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with how I smoke now, which was, again, more in the evenings, I dream less than I used to. And I still keep a dream journal. I have a very extensive dream journal. But it def- it affects my dreams a lot. I dream a lot less when I smoke, which is, which is a little bit of a bummer, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But... It also helps me get to sleep big time, big, big time. And I, I, you know, sometimes I'll wake up with a little bit of like a weed hangover, like a little groggy, but I don't really mind that, honestly. It really bothers a lot of people, but I don't really mind it, you know. I don't know. I, I feel like I wake up kind of relaxed a little bit, but um, yeah, it does, it does make it harder to remember my dreams, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to have a little bit of a weed hangover than a alcohol hangover. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, and a hundred percent, and I, I find that it usually fades away. And I don't know, I, I I just I don't mind it. I also, you know, like I'll do my little routine. Like I mentioned, I meditate and stuff. So I'll usually like exercise and meditate in the mornings, and that kind of like resets me too. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, too. that'll get you going. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned food before. Um, mm-hmm. What is your experience of food like when you're high? Is it do you, do you notice the food different? Does it taste different to you? Yeah, I just, I notice it more. And I love food. Food for me is such an important moment of like kicking back and relaxing. And, you know, so is pot. And um, I just notice it a whole lot more. I actually have to be careful when I'm high. I have to be more mindful of eating slowly because food it can be so good that I'll just like snarf it down, you know, right. and and I want to take my time to enjoy it. Um, yeah, because flavors pop more and I crave and at the same time, I crave more 
extreme flavors. So I'll be putting like hot sauce and my barbecue sauce or whatever, <laughs> you know, like the spicy and the sweet and the salty and all the things. And um, it's funny because you would think that if 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 I'm more sensitive to flavors, I wouldn't need as much. But no, right. like I'm, I'm more sensitive and I want all the flavors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that anyway. I just love flavor. Like I, I put hot sauce on so many things anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Sauce, sauces are key. Sauces and gravies. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Um, what about the munchies? You said that when you were uh, in your friend's treehouse, you guys really got the munchies. Is that something that you still experience? I mean, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think... Um, if I'm not careful, I can just eat endlessly. <laughs> uh, munchies is for sure something that I experience. And actually, there's there's a chemical that's released in your brain at night. I can't remember what it's called. That is sort of like having the munchies. So you're, sometimes your appetite will grow late at night. I'm talking like past like 10 or 11. And that is also often when I'm stoned. So the munchies can be a powerful like combining, combining force there. And... Um, how do you deal with that? I how do I deal with it? I deal with it by uh, portioning. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I I I'm like okay, you're gonna make one trip to the kitchen, and you're gonna get everything that you're gonna eat in this one trip, and then you're done. And my my plate <laughs> will be like a freaking mountain or whatever, and I'll be like carrying a bag of chips under my arm or something. But but yeah, that's that. I'll just like try to like everything on this plate is what I'm eating, then I'm done. And that usually works out okay. I'll usually, I always have chocolate in my room. Yeah. So I'll usually like nibble on that, but. Yeah, it it's a lot about self-control. Um, and you know, some yeah. days you don't really want to have any self-control and you're just like, I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and uh, yeah, weed definitely helps me get there when I want to be there as well. <laughs> so this next topic um you actually already brought it up briefly before it's a, it's a sensitive topic so if the, you know mm-hmm. go into as much or as little detail as you want but it's all about sex sure. uh what how what is what's sex like when you're high um time definitely slows down which is nice <laughs> and the normal like good tingly sensations that i get are just e- even more so Right. And you would think that, I mean, so the thing I'm, I'm a male identifying person in a male body, etc. Right. Have a penis. So you would think the goal is to usually to not climax so quickly. Right. Uh, um, as the penis owner. And, um, you'd, you'd think perhaps that like weed would makes me more sensitive. So might be climaxing faster, right? But not, though. And that's why I feel like weed and sex are just so meant to be is because I feel like the tingly, you know, all, like, the sexy sensations that are awesome. And um, it'll oftentimes it'll make me, like, I'm going to get graphic now, but it'll make me, like, fuck slower, you know? Because I just, I don't need to, like, be pounding it out or whatever. Right, Because it feels it feels good at a sl- slower rhythm sometimes and, and it'll make me kind of like experiment a little bit more too, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find that it gives me more control over my orgasm, which is, which is a godsend. It's like truly. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So the, the thing about, um, 
Well, I guess with a lot of these topics, um, there's the physical side and there's the mental side. Right. Um, you know, for, for food, for instance, the physical side is how it tastes, but then the mental side is maybe like what your brain in, is interpreting the taste or how you feel about it or whatever. So, uh, same with music, right? Yeah. Um, but with this one, what what sort of... The, it, are there mental feelings that come along with that, with sex specifically? Like, um, I don't know, speak more speak more towards that. So it's like what's actually happening versus like what, what I think about what's happening? Yeah, or just like what's what's the mental state? What are you thinking about? It, or, or is that any different, I guess, is the point than when you're sober? You know, do you have, is your mental state changed at all in the act of sex? Mm-hmm. You know, there's the physical side, but then there's the mental side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, I'm more self-conscious and I'm more like aware of, um, of my own body a lot of the time. And I think the the best sex that I've had while stoned, that was not the case because I was with someone who I cared about a lot and was super comfortable with. And mm. it was total, just like, you know, soul body meld, you know? Uh, but I, I think that usually, uh, it will make me think more about the fact that I'm naked and like what exactly I'm doing and where I'm putting my hands and, and, um, and like, you know, how hard I'm doing this or kissing or doing whatever it is, you know? And, and I, maybe that's why it gives me a little bit more control too, because it does put me a little bit more in my head. But, um, at the same time, I also feel more. So it almost like expands my capacity for perception a little bit, I guess. So it's like I can be both like feeling more physical sensations and at the same time be a little bit more in my head about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it It brings it back to focus, which I think a lot yeah. of these actually, it, it comes back to your focus. It yeah. can be either razor sharp or it can be more broad at the same time which is really weird and and i'll say that i mean even when i'm not stoned and having sex but certainly when i'm stoned and having sex the goal is certainly to be present and like get out get out of of my head you know and that's that's when it that's when sex on 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 cannabis really become like amazing (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 So, uh, moving on a little bit, um, do you think that your your view of the world has changed at all since you started getting high when you were younger? Yeah, so, you know, I think this is going to be different with weed culture for, for kids nowadays, but um, I think it just made me more rebellious. My parents were really strict about pot smoking when I was younger, right? And not as strict about alcohol, not nearly as strict. Mm. And so I think this happens with a lot of stoners, especially stoners from back in the days when pot was legal in all states and stuff, or illegal in all states, excuse me, Um, that it made me question things. Like it made me question authority in general and certainly my parents or it's like, where what do you really know about pot and how dangerous it is when like you're not really upset about me drinking but you're not okay with me smoking pot you know and then they'll be like oh well it's just because it's illegal and then then I look into that it's like well why is pot illegal this is ridiculous you know and then it makes yeah I think it made me um more likely to be 
rebellious and questioning like different kinds of authority and whatnot. And I'm, I'm actually really curious to see if that'll be the case with like young stoners now who are coming up in a world where weed is legal. If, if smoking pot engenders the same kind of like questioning of authority, but, um, but yeah, it definitely did for me. I'm sorry. I can't even remember what the original question is now, but no, no, that's fine. I was actually going to ask a follow up anyway, but yeah, I I do think that it is going to change because the, obviously the stigma against cannabis has been lessening and lessening every Mm -hmm. year with more states legalizing it. And then just the fact that more people are realizing that it's not the thing that they were trying to make us think it was all those decades ago, uh, that mm-hmm. people are finally can can put that away and be like, oh, it's not that. And not only is it not that thing, but it is also better and safer than alcohol, or at least for most people it is. Yeah. And nobody's ever died from it. So... Yeah, the the I think the views on that specifically are definitely going to change over the years. Um, and then yeah, the question yeah. was just, how has your view of the world changed since you've uh, started getting high? You know, not just with um, looking at the cannabis specifically, but you know, just the world in general. Do you, you know, and maybe because you started at such a young age, yeah. maybe that is a little bit harder to figure out. It is. It is kind of hard, hard to hard to determine, like how my view of the world changed. Um, do you ever learn like insights or there any, you know, on a certain day, do you ever realize something because you were high? (laughs) High on mushrooms, maybe. No, I mean, I'm sure I'm, Mm. (laughs) I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've had important realizations when I'm stoned. Nothing immediately jumps out at me except for that oftentimes, um, like sometimes I'll get into mind states where just, I have like a lot of ideas and I'll be like writing a bunch of notes on my phone. I'll just have a ton of my ideas. It's like my brain's just throwing them at me. And I'm usually stoned when I when I have those those moments. It's like a more regular thing. I don't have a specific story, but um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 again, it's hard to say how it, it might have changed my view of the world because I really did grow grow up with it. And I grew right. up in California, you know, and and it it was this was another thing that I would tell my parents, but I'd be like, it's just part of the culture here. You don't understand. <laughs> I was very rebellious. In terms of just pot and cannabis in general, um, do you do you consider yourself a, a pot nerd or a connoisseur? Do you um, do you care about what sort of strains you're getting, or do you know, are you not as knowledgeable about that? I consider myself a pot nerd. I consider myself a pot connoisseur. I've grown weed um, mm. a couple times. I do not care that much anymore about what strains I smoke. I prefer indica. Um, but I prefer to get lots of weed and have it in excess. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of spilling weed because when I had less money and I had to be super sparing with my weed, you know, I remember those times very well. So it gives me a lot of satisfaction to be able to use weed in excess expel it sometimes a little bit but to get back to your question I mean I feel like I know a lot about about pot and pot culture um you know I've been deep in it for like a decade now and um or more than a decade and it's funny because I I really don't care 
too much about which specific strain I'm smoking these days. Mm -hmm. When I used to have a medical card, um, when I first turned 18 for a few years, uh, I, you know, I had my favorite strains and I would, we would, we would go out to all the clubs in the city, um, because the first time that you went to a club, they would give you something for free. So me and my best friend would like, we would just like go from club to club on days that we had free and stuff and get, get free pot. But yeah. And at that point I had preferences as far as specific strains. And now I feel more, uh, like the reason that I would call myself a pot connoisseur is more just cause like, I don't know. I just know a lot about it. I've grown it. I know what I, I know all the stages of its growth. I know a lot about all, a lot of the slang terms. You have you to know. be pretty knowledgeable to grow it and to know what you're doing. You know, you do and you don't. Like, you can just, despite what you'll read online, because no guide to growing pot will tell you this, but you can just put a seed in the ground or like sprout a seed and then put it in the dirt and it will grow. But if you want to have like anything resembling those dense nugs that you'll get from a club, or dispensary, then you have to do the things. You have to get lights, you have to get fertilizer, you have to, you know, trim it or whatever, prune it. Yeah, yeah. So you you can you can do it, anybody could do it, but if you want to do it, you know, a certain way, you, you do have to become more knowledgeable. You yeah. had said earlier that you prefer indica. Um, yeah. The typical the typical feeling that they say is that indica will make you more chilled out and sativa will make you a little bit more head high and 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 uppity. Um, it, do you feel that in you, or do you feel something different? I definitely feel that, and I think that for me, on balance, I tend to be a little bit more operating at kind of like a blah, blah, blah level than a like a won't level, and and sativa like. Sativa does not help me sleep nearly as much, for example. Mm-hmm. If I smoke sativa, it'll be more likely to be put me in that headspace where I'm like, oh, man, that's a cool idea. I'm going to write that down. Oh, that's a cool idea. I'm going to write that down. And, um, yeah, I, de- I definitely notice a difference between the two. A lot of times I'm smoking hybrids, so it's it's a little more subtle and the experience is a little more mixed. But, yeah, I think I feel like indica helps me a little be a little bit more on that like one 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 level and not so on the <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to use those uh, those sounds going forward that you made. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. That if you're a person who tends to be more high energy anyway, then you need that balance. Yeah, yeah to balance it out big time. Yeah, CBD is actually really great for that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the CBD is interesting these days because. It, it's so prevalent. You can get it in so many places now, which is just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I also think that a lot of companies are not putting either. They're not putting as much in there as they say they are, or the amount is not really anything that is going to do anything. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is to the listeners. The little bit that I know is if you do want to go get something like that, make sure that it's coming from a reputable source and yeah. that it actually has what it claims to have and it's going to do what it's going to do. Don't waste your money on anything. You probably know more about that than I do. I'm, you know, so that's absolutely true. It generally, if you buy CBD products from a club or dispensary, then they'll be legit. Yeah, they'll be legit. When you buy CBD products from like a grocery store or a drugstore or something, that CBD is made from hemp, and so it's just CBD. There's not. There's. There's. 
not even like trace amounts of THC in it really, like maybe trace, 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 but like not really. And CBD that you get at, at dispensaries tends to have a little bit more THC and tends to have a more robust set of, they're called cannabinoids and terpenes. I told you it was weed nerd, but, um, uh, and they'll have a more robust, robust set of these like things that get you, uh, not stoned, but affect your mind and body in like more subtle ways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's something that we're still learning about as a society is what are all of these things in there and what do they do? But from what I understand, they, they work together and mm-hmm. when you get rid of all those other ones and you just have the CBD, it's not necessarily going to do what it needs to do. You actually do need some of those other things or, you know, small amounts of those other things. Um, and yeah. Yeah. You can't see me, but so, I'm not, not in my head. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. That's right. Exactly. It. Yeah. The visual medium is lacking. <laughs> um, if you look at your life and you and you look at how much pot is a part of your life what would what does that look like to you is, is there a percentage um of how much of it, it's a part of your life yeah i mean hmm i would say that it is 25 to 33% of my life <laughs> cuz i am about that percent of the time stoned <laughs> um good way to figure it out yeah, yeah right kind of literal but but you know I, I do, I, it does, maybe it's a little larger of a percent just because I do, and I think probably because I've been smoking pot for so long, it's definitely part of my identity. And even in times when I'm smoking less pot, which is not right now, I'll still, you know, I'll tell people I'm a stoner. And I, I will always tell people that. So maybe a little bit larger of a percentage because um, of that, Yeah. Maybe someday I'll create a math formula that, you know, Mm -hmm. factors in all these different things and then you can combine them to figure out, you know, your percentage of how much pot is in your life. Yeah. Um, Do you think your feelings towards it have changed over the years? I think, I think, yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, a lot. I was like every day, all day type of stoner for for many years. And then I took my first like longer break from smoking pot. And I've actually seen other people experience this exact same thing where they'll smoke basically every day for, for many years and they'll take their first break. And then when they come back to it, it's different. And that definitely happened to me. And, and, and it was different in the way where it wasn't always chill anymore. (laughs) Sometimes like it it was such a part of my life, I guess, before that, that it, it pretty much always just made me feel better and more relaxed. And, and then when I took that first break, which was really only two or three weeks and I must've been 19 or 20 and I came back to it. And all of a sudden, sometimes I would smoke pot and like not have a good time. I'd be like paranoid or just to my head or yeah, which was weird. Um, so it definitely changed my perspective on it when I realized that like, it was hard for me to understand people that didn't enjoy pot before. Like I did get it, but I didn't really get it. You know, I was understanding of it, but I didn't really get it. And then that, then I like got it. I was like, oh, this is what, like my friend Jesse, he ended up not really being a huge fan of cannabis. And I thought of him because like, oh, this must be what Jesse feels like when he smokes pot. Interesting. Mm. You know? And, um, I, since then has my like perspective of it changed or attitude towards it changed? I don't know. I don't know. I think, um. I well, th- let's look at yeah. the future. You know, what yeah. what do you think your your future with it will be like? 
I think that it will, I think I, I really do think that it will always be part of my life and to one degree or another. And I, I certainly go through phases where I'm smoking more and smoking less right now. I'm smoking more. This goes back to one of your first questions about, you know, if I had to choose one alcohol or weed and it'd definitely be cannabis because, you know, it's kinder on my body. I like the way it makes me think a lot of the time. It just seems less destructive in a lot of ways. It seems a lot safer. And I'm really glad that I'm growing up in a time where I remember when I was a kid, people would always say like, oh, you're in, you're into pot now, but you'll grow out of it, you know? And, and even as I started becoming an adult, I heard that a lot from adults who were like, oh, I used to be in pot, into pot, but then I grew out of it. And I always thought that was kind of BS. It's like, well, did you, you know, for the same reason, it was like, well, did you grow out of booze? No, you still like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to grow out of cannabis. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee myself ever not appreciating and enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think a lot of people have sort of grown out of it because of the legal reasons that up until recently that yeah. it was illegal all over the place? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that when people say, oh, you'll grow out of it, what they meant was some version of like, oh, at some point, you know, you'll be too sketched out to, to use cannabis or it was just as so you know and also when it was illegal it was associated like if you were a pot smoker it was like you were a part pot smoker and that was definitely like a really big part of your identity you know and I think maybe that and that had a lot to do with the fact that it was illegal and I think that is perhaps also why when people got older it's like oh well I'm not really like a big pot smoker or whatever you know and you know people get jobs where they get drug tested and then you have to stop smoking and and then I think a lot of people have that experience like what happened to me where they'll, where they'll smoke a lot when they're younger. They'll have that first break from it and then they come back and it's different all of a sudden. Yeah, it's amazing how much we change just physically and mentally as we get older. I mean, I know I'm not the same person that I was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, your relationship with alcohol alcohol or pot or whatever is going to change along with that. I mean, yeah. it's kind of unavoidable. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say, you sort of touched on it, is a lot of people also like need to become an adult, a responsible adult. And so, mm -hmm. you know, smoking pot was when they were younger was probably a form of rebellion. And then you let that go. But like you yeah. said, they also don't usually quit alcohol, which is similar, but almost worse in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, arguably. And you actually touched on a key point there. Because there's this idea that you like, that I think is now fading out of the culture. But there, there is this idea that you can't be like a responsible grown-up person right. if you're also a pot smoker. Like all pot smokers are reprobate, lazy hippies or something, you know. And that's obviously not the case. And I think that's just becoming more and more apparent to the point where it's not even an issue in places where it's where it's legal now. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next five or ten years with that. Yeah, I think the culture is going to change a lot, I think. And my last question is, um, what do you want to say to pot? You know, if it were in the room with you right now, well, it probably is. Um, but w what do you want to say to it? Oh, just thank you. Just thank you so much. Such a gift to the earth. And I can't wait until we discover out more out about it, like about all these different random molecules, all the other cannabinoids and terpenes and whatnot that are in it that could have really important medical benefits. I'm very excited for the future 
of cannabis and um, what she has to bring to the world. I mean, and thank thank you so personally for what you've done in my own life and the relief that you've shown me speaking to cannabis. And I'm so excited for what what she has yet to um, to reveal to us. And if uh, if you were not able to enjoy pot anymore for whatever reason, um, is there anything that you would want it to know or her to know to use your words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I mean, yeah, her or him is an interesting question. But um, sorry, if, is there anything I would want her to know? Yeah, yeah. Other um, than your appreciativeness, you know. No, no, just that she's loved. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's a, a good good place to end. Cool. Um, you haven't heard it yet, but in a couple of weeks, the, the episode uh, with that question will be airing. And uh, it, it's one of my favorites just because I love I love hearing people express their love for it. Um, yeah. And, and they've said very similar things to what you said, um, which yeah. is just you've really helped me and helped a lot of other people. And it's it's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. It's a good question to, to end the interview with, too, because now I've just been thinking about it. And it's like and I do I do just appreciate cannabis so much. Like, I think it has uh, improved my life in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. to hear. So thank you to cannabis. Thank you to Nick yes. for being my guest on yeah, this podcast. You, um, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, any any last words from you? Um, no, just thanks, man. It's been it's been fun. I love I love being interviewed. It's cool. I've I've done a fair amount of being on the other side, and it's 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 nice. And and thank you. That was great. Awesome. Uh, And so, um, in the next episode, to my listeners, uh, hopefully, you will be hearing another interview. Uh, At the time of recording this, I have not even scheduled one. I've been trying. I've been sending out some messages, but it's uh, you know, uh, some people don't necessarily want to talk about this. But um, (laughs) we'll find one. We'll we'll get you new new content soon. And um, and then uh, I need a sign off. I'll figure something out. Until next time, Captain 420. You don't have to use that. <laughs> I want to get the, uh, the the phrase when I'm high in there, which is the name of the podcast. There you go. Um, and so hmm. it's something like, until next time, you will hear more people use the phrase when I'm high. That's terrible. Anyway, maybe I'll just record something else afterwards. But if I don't, thank you all for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer signing off from the podcast when I'm high. I'm Nicholas Harder. Bye.